Hi there, you are listening to Connecting the Dots with me, Cassie Hubert. This is the podcast where I talk about the nature of connection, of being an artist, a performer and a mother, and how so many aspects of both sides of my life are massively interwoven. How I can learn from my acting in the way I approach my motherhood, and vice versa. And for you, whichever aspect of art and artistry is your life, and whichever aspect of your motherhood you find most exciting or most difficult, ways that you can consider learning from both sides and implementing what you've discovered. So today's episode is being okay with feeling lost. Now, I don't know about you, but I frequently feel like I'm floundering around in a world full of so many expectations, half of which are my own. Also a world of practical day-to-day that needs so much doing, like the piles and piles of laundry. We are a family of six. We have so much laundry and that just feels like it gets on top of me. The fact that I live in a lovely house, which I therefore have to maintain, which both I kind of enjoy but also is overwhelming. The fact that I have four children who are at home with me and this is wonderful that we are unschooling and and in charge of their education and watching them follow their lead and learn what they're learning. But at the same time, the practical nature of feeling like I, I need to invest in each of them individually, invest in us collectively as a family, invest in myself and my own personal care, invest in my own artistry, invest in that of my husband's, in our relationship, somehow be on top of all the housework and the cooking and the cleaning, and also, you know, do something that's exciting or feels like it steps out of my personal world into sharing what I've learned and what I've discovered with the actual rest of the world. It's pretty tiring. It can feel really overwhelming. And sometimes it feels like I literally just flounder around going, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I don't know what direction I'm supposed to be taking next. I'm not even sure of exactly where I am. And this is something that I'm pretty sure resonates with many of you, that you're not alone in this and neither am I, praise the Lord. But that actually, when we can feel okay with the fact that we don't know exactly what we're doing or where we're going, there is a lot of peace to be found. Now, just to be really clear, I am not advocating never having any goals because they can be so helpful for giving us a sense of where we want to go and where we're aiming to go. But what I am also saying here is that most of the time we don't actually know what's going to come next. I mean, to be really honest, I'm pretty sure none of us know for certain what's going to happen in the next five minutes. We could have a pretty good guess. There could be a certain amount of expectation that's not unreasonable. But, you know, we could drop dead in a second. You know, we don't know, let alone the next week, month, years, 20 years time when our kids are grown up. I mean, it just gets a bit crazy to start thinking like that, because whilst we can dream and dreaming is wonderful, it gives us ideas beyond where we're at. We also don't know. Now, this is something that I'm feeling really personally and keenly at the moment. I don't know about you. I have always known that I wanted to be a wife and a mother and I wanted to be an actress. And both of those were really important and they still are. But the motherhood has been the more urgent and the more needed to take up my time and my energy levels. And the nature of motherhood is that, A, it's flipping hard and it's wonderful, but often there are so many surprises that you had no idea were going to come your way. Even if everything's gone on the trajectory you sort of expected, the nature of being a mum and how that makes you feel is a massive shift in perspective. And then in our case, we have kids at home because we decided to home educate. This is definitely the right decision for our family. But obviously that means I can't go out to work in the same way. 
And also, as I've mentioned on various times, my youngest is coming up for two. So he's still kind of in that baby toddler age. And my middle two both have additional needs. So I have three in nappies. So there's a lot that goes on in my house in the day to day that needs my attention and my energy. And the nature also of being a parent, especially of younger ones, is that sleep is an interesting uh, an interesting thing. You, you go, other people sleep. I don't remember the days when I could just go to sleep, wake up and then lie in bed all day on a weekend. But it's recognising that I am in the circumstances where my body is tired. We've also had a pandemic, which is still not totally finished. We are all recovering from so much of that and it's tiring. Does that change the fact that I miss acting like I miss a, would miss a limb? No, it doesn't. Does that change the fact that I've recently subscribed to the National Theatre Online and, oh, it's such a joy, but equally brings with it a whole load of pain because I'm desperate to go and do that. And yet I'm really conscious that at the moment I can't go off and pursue work in that field in the way that I would always imagine I would do. And I'm okay with that. I've actually got to a place where I feel more surrendered about that. Am I still an actor? Yes, to my bones, and it will not leave me. Am I free to go and pursue auditions and acting jobs regularly? No, not even slightly. Do I want to? Yes and no. I feel kind of lost. I've been spending the last year figuring out whether I should focus on my writing. I have developed some really lovely cards that I'm very proud of. I have made some cards for people who have lost infants. Because having walked through that, it's quite difficult to find cards that bless people and say, hey, I'm really sorry. This is a sympathy card, but it's also something so different. It's very hard to find the words for that. So I've made those and they will be available to be sold very, very soon. I just need to print them. But I have toyed with a whole bunch of things. And I've spent this last year learning huge amounts about business and artistry and publishing. And and yet I still don't quite know what I'm doing and where I'm going. So why am I telling you this? Not just because sometimes there's that little part of me that really wants to be recognised for the fact that I'm still an actor. No, actually, I'm sharing this with you because I really know what it feels like to feel lost, even though once upon a time you had a really clear vision. I've never known how mothering and performing would go hand in hand. Not the kind of mother I wanted to be where I was really engaged and really present. Although I knew that some of the stuff I'd learned through my acting journey would feed that and enable that to go better, which it definitely has. And that's also not to say that actors who who are mothers who work aren't doing that. Of course you are. You're doing what you've chosen is right for your family. And that's great. But for me, being physically as well as as fully present as possible with my family does mean that I'm not in the same position to go off and do things. So where does that leave you when you are uncertain of how things are meant to fit together, where you're going, even what it is you're trying to do, and when at the end of what feels like a tumultuous life and all the things that life throws at us, how do you move forward? How do you learn to be okay with not knowing? So I have a few points for you here. Number one, surrender. You don't have to know. Last time I looked, I was not God. And for this, I think myself and the world is immensely grateful. I don't have to know. It's okay that I don't know. Same goes for you. Surrender and accept the fact that you don't know. And that's all right. No one is expecting you to know everything. And if they are, they have an unreasonable expectation. And that includes yourself. If you have an unreasonable expectation that you should know exactly what you're doing at any given time, then you're being unfair on yourself which leads nicely into my number two, grace and compassion for yourself. 
you might look at your life and feel like, but I had all these opportunities, but I should be doing more. And maybe your self-talk is that you have been lazy, that you are not doing all that you should be. Maybe you also look at yourself and you used to run around doing eight different jobs and eight different projects at the same time. And you always seem to know where you were and you had your sense of direction and now you don't. Now you're looking and you can't even pick which direction to take because you don't even know where you are and where you're headed. Do you know what? Having a kindness and a compassion for yourself is so important. You are a precious human being and your life on this planet is more valuable because of who you are rather than just what you do. Now, what you do comes out of your knowing who you are. And the kinder and more gracious you are to yourself, the better chance you have of successfully doing more. When you know that you're loved for being you, you're far more likely to flow out of that place into more ideas and more creativity. When you give yourself the grace to rest and to recharge, which might be quite a long process, it might not just be something that you have a couple of months where you don't do anything. Now, obviously, as a freelancer, you can't like do no work for more than, you know, a couple of months, possibly, or maybe you can. Maybe there is another option. There's usually a third way. However, you can really allow yourself that time and do it in a way that doesn't beat yourself up for every day that you're still resting or every day that you are still recuperating, that doesn't get cross with your own body for not functioning the way you feel it should, that doesn't despise yourself. Because, you know, when you're lost, getting angry with yourself and getting aggressive, making yourself feel ashamed, will do nothing to advance your progress. It will only make you feel rubbish. And it will make you feel like you have no hope. And we might think that if we beat ourselves up a little bit, we'll do better and therefore we'll go further. But it's just not true. Every bit of research that I've come across, ask Brene Brown um, and various other places, go to show that shame, rather than really motivating us to go forward, never motivates us enough to make lasting change. And we might push ourselves a bit in the, in the moment, but really it falls short and falls flat on its face because it's just too difficult. So grace to yourself. Number three, what is in your hand? What do you actually have in the here and now that you can use? Because you might feel like you've got nothing available. I look at my life and I go, I can't go out and go to auditions regularly. And since the pandemic, there's been a whole lot more move to auditioning from your home via online, which is a different thing altogether. But I still am not really in a position to audition for a job that then maybe takes me away for more than a day or two because I have to find childcare that I don't find very easy. And it's a lot more to do. However, what can I do? I can read some plays. I can watch some plays and get inspired. I can look at a few pieces of text. I can practice those pieces of text and maybe record myself. I could put those on YouTube. This is my newest plan, mostly because it has never occurred to me to do that before, because the way I've been seeing things has been like, well, I need to go out there and do acting in the way that I thought I was meant to do it and I wanted to do it. And believe me, I'd love to be at the National and in a company because I miss that and it's so much fun. But that is not something I'm in a position to do right now. But what's in my hand? My family. And what is also in my hand? Probably a little bit of time here and there to work on a piece of text. I can do some voice work while I'm doing the laundry. I can hum in the shower. I can go for a walk. I can pay attention. I can notice the things that move me and move people around me. I can lean into the relationships I actually deal with in the day-to-day, -day, largely that of my family. And I can lean into more connection with them, which will make me in turn a better actor. 
and on the opportunities that I might occasionally get to do some performing, all of that will go into the pot and serve my craft. What can you do? What is in your hand right now? So often we think about what we don't have and we forget what is actually there and we're afraid that none of that feels big enough, which very much leads me on to my fourth point, plod, one brick at a time. I've just been recently listening to Will Smith's new book, Will, his memoir, and it's brilliant. I'm, I'm not very far through it yet, a few chapters in, but it's brilliant. And I've got the audible version and I'm listening to him speak it, which is just great. But he tells a story about how his dad got him and his brother to build a brick wall in their shop, which was just massive. It was like a whole hole and they had to build an entire wall. It took them like a year. And at one point they got really fed up and were saying, oh, it's just never going to happen. And the dad, his dad came out and was like, don't look at the wall. Forget about the wall. You just lay the next brick. And that's so true. So often we feel like, well, we've got to do this big thing. And yet actually it's the small things. One brick at a time builds a wall, takes you somewhere. My pastor used to talk about a ministry of plodding. We all want to build big things and it can be really exciting to dream big and to go, I want to achieve that. And you know what? If you can see it, it is possible for you to achieve it. But there's nothing in the seeing of it that gives you a proper time frame. And truth be told, it probably will take you on an entirely different route to how you imagine. But if you keep putting one foot in front of the other, you will make progress. You will go forward. And I find it so comforting, the ministry of plodding. You know, it feels so mundane and so uninspiring and so unsexy and glamorous. And yet it does make progress. What I have in my hand is my family relationships that are not transient but this season when they're young is passing fast I can lean into that and live as present and as fully alive as I possibly can all of which will feed my craft and skill as an actor and I can do tiny little things towards building more practical work more of a practical CV and maybe for the next few years I can't go off and do big plays maybe I can maybe I'll get something where I can do a couple of nights gig which does happen from time to time but meanwhile, one foot in front of the other. And number five, you can better the world from your position. So how are you going to do that? What do you have to influence the world with the presence of you and make it better? I can actively love my family. I can be a place of welcome and refuge for my husband. I can be a place of hospitality and welcome for those people who come into my home. I can talk art and craft and, and artistry with anybody who wants to talk about it. I can use what I've learned to share insight with those people who are struggling that I get to chat to. I'm a big sister in actual life and I'm a bit of a natural big sister to people I meet. So I can do what I know best and share that and enhance other people's lives and enrich that. I can also use my skills one thing I can do is I can sing with my husband at church and I've been doing that for years and it's it's such a relief to know that there's a place for your voice or your skills. It means I've worked on building really good choirs and really good music that enables people at church to connect more with God through the music. I've used the gift of my voice and my vocal capacity and understanding to enhance the worship of people, to share good music with those around me to make up little songs for my kids. And no, none of these things have a flashy album quality with thousands of sales and loads of public recognition, but they do enhance the world from my tiny corner of it. So how can you do the same from yours? 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you would hop on over to Apple and leave me a review or feel free to email me and tell me what you think. It's always good to hear it and I, I do read them. If you would like to connect with me further, then you are free to join my email list or check out my link tree, which is in the show notes where I'm mostly on Instagram, but um, you can find out where to chat and connect with me more. And I wish you a wonderful week full of creativity, confidence in all that you bring to the table, joy and deep, rich connection with your people and your art. God bless.